It's 9 o'clock p.m. I just pulled the remaining bits of black coral out from under my big toe, eliciting a slow trickle of blood that I wiped up with my sleeve. My nose and my forehead are red and peeling from days of constant sun. I have countless bruises, many of which I'm uncertain about how they formed. The bottoms of my feet are perpetually black. The skin above my tailbone is shredded from wiping out on my board this morning. Bugs buzz above my head and in my ears in the dark. I haven't had aircon or hot water in 13 days now. I wake every morning at 5 a.m. to the sound of roosters crowing. I am so tremendously, uninhibitedly, unapologetically, eternally happy that I think I am never going to leave. These are stories from Shargao. Greetings, Voyagers. Welcome to the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. This is episode number 67, Stories from Shargao. I'm not in Shargao right now. I am in Lombok in Indonesia. So this one's been a little bit of a long time coming, but I'm doing a lot and I'm having an amazing time and I'm having a lot of fun and there hasn't really been a whole lot of time to just sit down and work, uh, which I'm okay with. In fact, right about now is when I would be going back to work at my job in education, and I'm not going to be working for, you know, in that capacity for the foreseeable future, and that's okay with me. I think that I'm going to start this one with Cebu, which is the first place that I went to in the Philippines, uh, and then I jumped from there to Shargao. So, pretty chaotic 24 to 48 hours getting out of New York, and then you have the 22-ish hour flight and um, layover and taxi and all that stuff. So really, it's like 24 hours by the time that you touch down in a place and get to your hotel. I think that we got to, it's been a month now, uh, so I'm sorry, but I think that we got to, we being me and Kevin, to Cebu at like one in the morning. So that first night was just sleep and, you know, try to be alive and be normal. Usually, like, the first thing that I like to do is is to get moving. Um, it sounds silly, but actually, like, working out or running right after one of those crazy flights is, it's, like, the best cure for um, for jet lag. But this was you know, what are you going to do at, at, at one in the morning? So we just went to sleep. But that first day in Cebu um, was like a major food day. <laughs> so so Lechon is amazing. It is the Filipino version of uh, a, a roasted suckling pig. In Indonesia, where I am now, it is babiguling. But basically you get... Um, part of the belly with the fat, you get some of the crispy, sweet cracklings, the pork skin, you get some like shredded uh, 
pork. It's just freaking amazing, man. The first time we had it, we went to House of Letron, which was really, really good. Um, food culture in the Philippines, like I don't mean to shit on it, uh, but fast food is a is like a thing, man. Um, I'm sure you've heard of of Jollibee. It's kind of ubiquitous. It's the franchise in the Philippines. I think that there's one in New Jersey in the States, but I don't know if there's one anywhere else. But it's fast food. Uh, it's really cheap fast food, and Filipinos love it. There are a lot of other chains, a lot of chicken joints and things like that. Um, I'm not a fast food eater, but Jollibee was something that we thought that we had to try because it's, you know, it's so prevalent. Uh, but after House of Lechon, actually later on that day, we went to a bar just to kind of, you know, get our bearings and have a quick bite and, and figure out what we were going to do. And that was Draft Punk, which is still building a space for bands to play, which looks like it's going to be really cool. So it'd be cool to come back and to, to check out some music in Cebu. But from there, we met some friends. So hello to Nap and uh, Engel. They, I had mentioned that I wanted to try Balut and, <laughs> and Jollibee. Maybe having both of those consecutively was really not the, the smartest thing to do. But uh, Engel had a car, which was great. And um, I mentioned that, you know, I want Balut. So she, she was like, okay, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll take care of that. Now, I'm sure that you are uh, an educated uh, food eater and um, you know about Filipino food and culture. But if not, balut is essentially a, a fetus, right? It's like a, it's a fertilized duck egg um, that's pretty close to hatching. And so what you get inside can vary, um, but uh, it's an egg that has anything from veins to feathers to beak, an eye, a whole head. Uh, I think I was feeling a little bit brave from having a couple of drinks at Draft Punk. And we we got some balut street side from a cooler, which I don't want to like scare you away from eating street food or anything like that. Uh, and I also really want to mention that like <laughs> I'm always talking about like bathroom problems and food problems I'm having while traveling. Like that, that is my problem. It's, it's, you know, not something that might happen to you. Maybe it will, but I've always had stomach issues and I just am not going to shy away from trying things. And so I often deal with the consequences of that. Uh, it's just my shitty stomach. It's, you know, I don't want to, you know, demonize street food or anything cause it's, I love it. Um, but still, uh, balut from a cooler and, Basically, you get the the balut. It's still in the shell, and uh, vinegar and salt. And so, mine was pretty palatable. It uh, you know it tastes it tastes like a hard boiled egg. But really, I think it's it's the visual aspect of it that might be hard for some folks, and then the texture, right? So uh, mine did have like parts of a head and an eye and a beak. The Beak was kind of hard. I like. I don't know why it's so unsettling, but um, yeah, I think the the tough part for me was the beak. So like, as soon as I felt that crunch, I just kind of like swallowed the whole mass and and like didn't really want to chew it so much. Um, but I felt okay after it. In fact, right after that, I I had forced Kevin into like a bet 
that if I ate the balut, which he ate too, actually, sorry, Kev, you didn't finish it. Um, but I forced him into a bed that if I ate the balut, he would have to eat the spaghetti with hot dogs and like sweet sauce at Jollibee. <laughs> so we went straight from there to Jollibee. And of course, like, you have to try everything, right? So we got the chicken, the spicy chicken, the Jolly Burger, um, the spaghetti with hot dogs and sweet sauce, the meat thing. Oh, what was that? It was like a cafeteria Salisbury steak kind of. Um, I don't feel bad about talking negatively about this. Jollibee's not good, man. Like, the, the chicken was all right, I guess. Nothing else really tasted normal. Um, hot dogs in spaghetti with sweet sauce. Oh, I, don't, I don't really get it. Um, so, yeah, so we ate that. <laughs> um, and then Nap and Engel took us to the Overlook, which I think it's called Top's Lookout, right? Yeah, which overlooks the whole city. And there's two. So you drive up to the first one, and there's kind of like a, kind of like a, a, a roofed hut, right? And there's like you know young people hanging out, having drinks, listening to music, and it's a really cool site. It's the whole city lit up. But you can go to one that's above that. Uh, I think you have to pay to park there. But that's an even cooler overlook, and there's a bar up there, and you can buy drinks, and there's a bathroom and facilities and things like that. So we hung out there, and we just we talked. Um, really wish I had some of this stuff recorded. Um, I talked to a lot of people about, you know, their president. We, we get a, an image of him in the States, at least, uh, especially with like kind of his brutal stance on, uh, drug dealers and drug, uh, purchasers and things like that. Uh, which is basically like, if you're going to do it, you could be put to death. And so with people I talked to, there were, uh, varying stances on that. Um, I don't know if any people want me to out them as this person said this or that, but I heard anything from like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, I still go and I, and I smoke and, and he can't stop me to, Hey, like things used to be pretty bad. I think the the drug that they really cracked down on is Shabu or Shabu Shabu, which, uh, through discussions and I came to understand it as like a methamphetamine type of a thing. Um, but sure. Yeah. Like. I think you would want to crack down on that. Um, but, you know, I don't quite agree with putting people to death. Um, but yeah, people were saying, you know, certain people were saying, hey, like the streets used to be pretty bad. There was a lot of crime. There were a lot of people that were doped out. And like, it's actually, even though I don't agree with his methods, it's making things cleaner and safer. So um, just some food for thought. I don't know that um, I people came to any sort of like unanimous uh, stance on that. But it was cool to, to talk to people about that. Uh, it was cool to go to Tops Overlook. Coming back, so <laughs> coming back, it was like three in the morning. And I started, like, it was cool. Like, we were listening to music. And I started to, like, feel a little nauseous. And I'm like, all right, maybe maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a little car sick or something. Um, but then I'm like, oh, no. Like, this is going to be trouble. Like, this is whatever. Something's something's going to come out of me. I don't know if this was the Balut. I don't know if this was the Jollibee. Hey, I ate the spaghetti too. So Kev, give me some props for that, bud. But 
oh yeah, like it wasn't good. And then, so then Angle who's driving is like, oh, I, I didn't want to say anything. It's kind of embarrassing. And then like also, you know, I like a, the national treasure. I ate the balut, so I don't want to be the, you know, the, the Westerner who can't stomach it. So she, she's driving and she sees um, a popular spot for watching the World Cup. The World Cup was still going on. And it's, I think that game was Belgium. And she's like, oh yeah, like we should go watch that. I'm like, oh, Jesus, no, like, please keep going, please keep going. And then she's like, ah, you know, it's late. So I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> thank you. Um, and we got, I got back to my, you know, my room and right away just, like, just shooting across the room, exorcist style, just not good. And I spent the next day just really sick. So I don't know what it was. I mean, it could have been anything. Um, but if I had to put my money on something, it's the spaghetti, man. The spaghetti and hot dogs. But Kevin didn't get sick. Maybe it was the balut. I don't want it to be the balut. It was probably the balut. Yeah, so one of the other really good things uh, or, or really cool experiences was, was once I felt better, um, we, we met some really awesome people. And Kevin met a friend who, who took us by um, a mall. <laughs> you know, um, there's a couple malls there, and the malls are quite popular. But um, I had mentioned to her that I had read online about Tuslabua, which is pig brains, right? It's, it's pork brains. And you get these cubes of sticky rice, and you dip it in the like boiling pig's brains, which is probably like it, you know you might be thinking, yeah, that's a real good idea, Tim. Like you were just um, shooting your lunch and dinner across the room into the toilet, and now you're gonna eat brains. But man, it was freaking awesome. So like this is sort of the scene, right? I mentioned to Kevin's friend, hey, I'd love to try this, um, and she's like, oh yeah, like I, I I know a place. Like I have a friend who who does that. Like you go and. That's the thing she sells. She also sold chicken wings, which were great. But so we get to the Tusla Bua place, and it's sort of like a, you know, like a, a plastic table, and there's two burners on it, like individual burners, and a bowl. And in the bowl is these liquefied brains. And she's like, all right, good, cook. Like, here's the oil. This is how much oil you should use. Here's either shallots or garlic, maybe. I think it was garlic. And, you know, start cooking that up and then pour the brains in. And once the, the liquid starts to congeal, I don't even know if that's the right word, it starts to solidify a bit, right? Um, you know it's done. It's, oh man, it's super salty and, and, and kind of like fatty, creamy. And it's so good with the rice. So again, like this is my favorite thing to do. Local people, local place, some cold beers. We sat there, um, what is it, Red Horse? Yeah, Red Horse and San Miguel's, like the big bottles. And we had some of those, and we laughed, and we learned about each other, and we joked. We ate the Tuslabua. And once that was gone, they're like, oh, man, let's get some wings. The chicken wings come out. You know, local kids are running and getting, you know, Kevin's friend some cigarettes, or they're going and getting us a new beer. And it's just, it's my favorite thing, man. Like, I don't... I don't need a lot of flash. <laughs> uh, pomp maybe is the word. Like I just, that's where I am happiest. Just learning about people, joking around, um, 
we met the proprietor's kids and uh, Kevin's friend brought a, brand, a friend over and her daughter and, you know, she's learning English. So we were trying to teach her some words and talking about life and our, our individual pasts and, and the history of the place. And it's just the best, man. And then after that, there's around the corner, basketball is huge in the Philippines. Ah, oh, we were there when there was the uh, Gilas Pilipinas and the Australian fight because the Australians had said some kind of racist stuff and then there's a big fight on the court. I'm sure you saw this wherever you are. It was like on ESPN and stuff like that. Um, so people were talking about that everywhere we went. But like, so yeah, peeked my head in and, and watched the game. You know, I had to use the bathroom, so somebody let me into their home. Um, and like, that's one thing where like the, the standard of living is quite different. Um, and, you know, it's... It's just a, a thatched roof type of like corrugated steel home and, and people sleeping real close together and there's a fan going because it was pretty hot. Um, and it's like, it was, you know, it's, it's super important to me that uh, I, I walk in there and like my eyes don't get wide and, and you know, I try not to make it seem like it's, it's different from the way that I've lived because I don't necessarily think that like the st- standard of, of living in terms of home, like dwelling, uh, that it necessarily equates to a different uh, level of happiness. It can, maybe, but I, I don't think it always does. Um, and, and, and I want people, you know, if I'm entering their home or their establishment and, and they're happy to be sharing their food and their culture and happy that I'm happy there, that, you know, that they are treated by me and the people that I'm with, um, with a sense of, of dignity and respect. So um, I went into some homes that were, were quite different from, from what I'm used to, and that's sort of been a theme on this trip. But it's where I've had the most fun. Uh, so really, I loved that part of Cebu. We also did, you know, you can do island hopping. Uh, Bohol is there with the really small monkeys and the, the chocolate hills. Sikihor is the island, well, which is said to have witchcraft, right? Uh, and spells and voodoo and things like that. We went down to Oslo. So when I say Cebu, Cebu is a whole island, but um, the places with the Tuslabua and the Balut, that, that was Cebu City, which is close to the airport. Um, and so Oslo was maybe like two and a half hours by car. We, uh, we got a driver. And down there, like, so we went through Moabal, which is beaches. We went to Tawangan Waterfall, which is really, really cool, really gorgeous. And you can, you can do, you can, there's the main waterfall, and then if you walk up, there's one that you can jump off of. And that, I think they said it was like 45 feet, um, 15 meters, right? I think that's 45 feet, right? Sorry. Um, but for that one, like people were paying to canyoneer. So, I hiked up by myself, and I had seen that there were people wearing like helmets and vests and like water, um, like flotation vests and things like that. And I, and I just wanted to jump. So, so and, and they were jumping, um, but I climbed up, and I didn't know if I was only allowed to if I was doing that. And there were people leading the canyoneering groups who were Indonesian, and a couple of them jumped off, just like did huge flips and oh man, really cool like acrobatics, and they weren't wearing helmets or vests, so. I like tapped the guy on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, man, can, can I jump here? And he's like, yeah, can, can you swim? So I'm like, yeah, I can swim. He's like, all right, just go, man. 
So I had a, I had a GoPro and I thought I was going to film it. Um, but when I jumped, as soon as I hit the water, it just pew, ricocheted out of my hand and, and it went flying. So it, like it did, I didn't really get cool video of it, uh, but that was awesome. Uh, just a really cool chill out spot, man. Uh, and so we hit that on the way back from Oslo. But in Oslo, you can do the swimming with whale sharks. Now we did it. Um, ah, man, like I really wanted to love it. Like, so parts of it were incredible. Um, kind of similar to like the whole like elephant or tiger thing in, in Thailand. You know, this is not quite like swimming with whale sharks in their natural element. First of all, like you're put into lines. There are a zillion tourists that are there. Not all of them swim. So actually, the majority of folks actually stayed in boats, um, which was cool. So it wasn't like the water was like teeming with people. But you take a boat out. You you If you choose to go in the water, you jump in the water, and you have a snorkel. I had uh, the GoPro with me. And the cool thing is that the, the sharks are freaking unbelievable. They're beautiful. They're majestic. You're not allowed to touch them. They, they, they tell you it's, it's, it's a, a fine or up to six months in jail if you were purposefully touching these sharks. But sometimes they get super close to you and you're actually like swimming out of the path of the shark and you're right up by its mouth. It's incredible. But yeah, like they're constantly feeding them, which is how they get them to follow a certain direction. Like if there's a group of people and they want them to go over towards people, they throw a bunch of, I think it's like shrimp and plankton kind of like looking like it's like chumming the water kind of, right? So yeah, that's real unnatural to be all kind of like force feeding these, these, these whale sharks all day. And if you look like the, you're out in the ocean, um, but there is like a perimeter set up. I didn't come close enough to the perimeter to see it, but I guess it's netting. Um, and so yeah, like that's not natural, man. Like it looks really cool in photos, um, but yeah, I don't think I would do it again. I heard that there's a place in the east of the Philippines where they actually take you out and they just throw you out there with them and they're not penned in or anything like that. So I don't know. Like, I am torn about it just to tell you if you should do it or not. They're unbelievably incredibly beautiful, uh, like I said. But yeah, like, it's not natural. And is, and is your experience and your happiness worth the potential suffering, if I don't even know, are they suffering? I don't know. Uh, something for you to determine for, for, for yourself. That's uh, not for me to decide. But yeah, Cebu, I loved it, man. Like I, I would go back to Cebu, no offense to Manila, but I would definitely go back to Cebu before I went back to Manila. All right, so here's the meat and potatoes of this episode. The, where I went to, from Cebu was Shargao. Now, Shargao was about 45 minutes by plane, Coming back from Shargao was only like 35. It was super quick. Um, but we, while we were in Cebu, the typhoon was hitting East Asia. Um, from what I understand, it was like really bad in Japan. Um, but the whole north of the Philippines was really slammed by it too. When I was in, if you've listened to my past episode, when I was in Manila, we had like the residual effects of just tons and tons and tons of rain. The, like sort of the after effects of the typhoon. Luckily, in Chargao, like, there was really just one day of, of heavy rain, and the rest of it was, oh, man, beautiful. 
Okay, so I want to first say that Jackson Groves, who I had on this podcast, has an incredible website, a really great social media presence, really cool like action type of photos. And he has the best and most comprehensive guide to Shargao in terms of like adventure activities. So I don't kind of want to encroach on his style and, and list them all off. So I'm going to suggest that you go to the journey era. You can even Google search Jackson Groves Shargao, which is S-A-R-G-O. Um, what did I just say? S-I-A-R-G-O, Shargao. Yeah, not Surigao, which is pretty similar and is, is another island, Shargao. It looks like Gao. Did I spell that wrong twice? Jesus, Tim. It looks like Gao. But if you search that and Jackson Groves, you'll come up with his, like, it's like 17 things to do there. I'm going to talk about a couple of them briefly. But I also want to say to you, dear listener and traveler, um, that Anthony Bourdain's last interview, which came out in print while I was traveling, is really a beautiful piece of writing. Um, it sort of plays out like a podcast. It's just like a dialogue where, where him and, and the reporter were, were drinking together in, in a bar and just just riff, riffing, just talking. And he mentioned something like, yeah, like I don't want people to just like follow in the exact steps of what I've done. And so I'm sort of the same way, I think, with that. With, with and I, I never really start, sought to like give you a how-to. Um, there were things, I'm really just telling stories, I guess. Um, but I really think for you, the best thing to do is, yeah, like have some things that you want to see, but Create your own adventures, man, and, and, and the things that come up along the way are always the best, sort of the things that you discover. Um, but definitely check out Jackson's website because there are things that you shouldn't miss, I think. So I'll list off some of them. Uh, one is Shugba Lagoon. This was in the sort of northwest of Shargao. Now, Shargao is not that big. You could take a motorbike... Around the perimeter, there's the, the main road that like sort of runs most of the perimeter is called Tourism Road. Um, what, like two, two and a half hours you could maybe do the whole thing, I think? Uh, so it's really not that big. Um, and, and that's on, on a motorbike. Uh, but Shugba Lagoon, you go and you rent a boat, and the boat's for six. There's one price, right? It can fit six people. So if you're one person and you want to go, like that price is going to be the same if it's just you or if it's six people. So you're going to want to split the price, right? So I was with Kevin and we went there and a guy came up to us and we were just waiting around for other people to come that had a small group. So a guy came up to us and he was like, hey man, he was a Filipino American from living in where? Massachusetts, I believe, working there as an accountant. His name was Hill. So hi, Hill. And... He was like, hey, I want to go out there and, you know, I don't, I don't know anybody. And we were like, hey, man, like, awesome. Like, you come with us and we'll meet a couple more people. So luckily we met two more people also. Uh, well, these, these folks were, were from the Philippines. And we, we took the boat out. It's like a half hour through the mangroves, which are just beautiful. And the water changes color. So it, 
it starts out kind of kind of like dark blue and then it gets kind of dark green and then it gets sort of like neon green and, and translucent blue. Oh man, it is freaking incredible. And, you, and you're speeding along, you, you, you're getting spray mist from the water and you're seeing the, the wooden homes on stilts and, and people are waving to you. Really cool. Even just the ride out there is really cool. So when you get to the lagoon, uh, it's a... You get to a, like a two-story wooden structure. I don't believe they sold anything there, and I, I can't recall if there's a bathroom or anything. So if you want to bring snacks, I think you need to bring them. But there's a diving board into the lagoon, which is just super cool. Not that high. Five meters, maybe, something like that. Um, but, yeah, so on the one side of the lagoon, it's like, it's like neon green. Uh, on the other side, it's sort of translucent blue. On both sides, you can rent... What are they called, the paddle boards that you stand upright? Sup? Is that what it's called, a sup? I think so, right? Um, but you can paddle board, you can raft, you can swim. Uh, we were just diving, 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 just jumping off the board. It's so cool, man. You can, um, you can snorkel there. So we stay there. I think you have three hours. Like You take the 30 minutes, yeah, then you have three hours, and we just hung out, talked to Hill. Talked to our new friends, got to know them, joked around, took pictures. Oh, man, there was this one guy. So, the, yeah, the paddle boards, right? Yeah, so this, this one guy, he's kind of jacked, right? He was either American or I think he was American uh, based on his accent. Um, this jacked guy, and he's doing flips and things like that. He's having a great time. Uh, and someone, like, wiped out on a paddleboard. Ah, oh, man, and it shot towards his face. And the next thing we know is, like... We were watching from above, um, from the second floor of the hut, and we see him, he's just leaking. Like, this guy's just, you see blood on the ground, he's holding his face, and there's like, uh, ugh, just, just blood soaking through his fingers. Like, he got cut. Uh, um, there's one hospital in Dapa, uh, so I, I, he had to be stitched, I guess, so I guess that's where he went. So, unfortunate outcome for him, really just gnarly looking. Um, but the place was just really, really awesome. Like you have to go to Shugba Lagoon. Um, another cool place was the Tangbayan Cave. This is a cave with bats in it. Um, if you have a map from the airport, like we, we had an airport map which has the whole island. It's really like a General Luna map, and I'll explain General Luna in a moment. Um, but don't really, <laughs> don't really follow that map if if you're trying to get to Tangbayan Cave because it's like not where the map says it is at all. Like we, we drove around for a while, like back and forth, just asking people, is this the right way? Is this the right way? And like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but eventually we found it. And what you do is you get to the cave, there's an entrance fee and you get a guide. Now there's really no fee for the guide. You have to have a guide. So the guide's carrying a torch and our guide was a young guy, like definitely still in high school. And He's uh, by torch. That's the the language that they use. It's it's a flashlight, right? Um, so there's, there's the three of us. It was him and me and Kevin. And so if he's holding the flashlight in front of him, I'm just kind of trying to like follow in his footsteps because it is pitch black in the cave and like the light. Sorry to Kev, didn't really shine all the way back to Kevin, and he he slipped once and like crushed his toes. So he came out of it for like a couple, you know, the next week and a half with these like gnarly purple toes and. His toenails looked like they were going to just kind of break off, man. <laughs> like, sorry, Kev. Um, but he could have wiped out worse. Like, it was treacherous in there. So it's pitch black. 
there is at certain times there's like a rope you can hold on to, but not all the time. And at certain times you're waiting in kind of like between like your, your, it's like midway through your torso, right? So like between your, your chest height and your waist, um, and it's cold and it's dark. It's cool, man. And he's shining the light on like the groups of bats above us. And he's like, he's like yelling at them and they start shaking. He's, he's trying to freak us out. And I'm like, man, has anyone ever been bit? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. People get bit. I don't know if he was just saying that for effect for the story, but that was kind of freaking out, man. <laughs> uh, but it's super cool. Like then it comes to a clearing and then after the clearing, Maybe you walk for about 15 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes, if I'm recalling that correctly. You get to a place where you can you can jump. And, and this too wasn't so high, maybe like uh, four meters or so. Um, but there's a pool there, you know, a natural pool in the rocks and you can jump off the rock. So um, that was fun too. You can just swim around in there and jump off the rock. Oh, cool experience. Tip the guy, uh, the guide, right? Because um, like I said, it doesn't, the fee doesn't include your guide, but you, you have to have a guide. Um, what else? Allegria Beach all the way in the north. Is like th there's nobody there. A, a lot of the island is a bit hard to swim because it's, it's reefs and it's super rocky. And in some parts it's, it's quite dangerous and treacherous. But Allegria Beach, like, there's nobody. There's one guy there who is, who is getting um, like urchins and, and, and small like shrimp and fish and things like that. But like no one, white sand, super hot out and just just clear like teal blue water, freaking gorgeous, man. Oh man, Allegra Beach, you can't miss that. All the way in the north, you'll see a sign for it if you, when you're traveling along the road. Now, the main strip where tourism occurs, where like I think most of the people stay, is in General Luna. And in General Luna, there are some like comforting amenities, like a like a supermarket. There are places with Western food. This is where the bars and the parties are. Uh, there's a different party every night. If you you can ask around, or you'll see it like posted on the, the kind of chalkboards that people put outside their bars and their things like that. And on Saturday, there's a party in the woods. And there's you know there's places with lattes and brekkie bowls and and burgers and pizza and things like that. And you know maybe. I've been trying not to judge this more. Now, what I'll say is I had zero interest in General Luna, absolutely zero. You know, if I wanted to go hang around with people from Europe and Australia, like I would go to Europe or Australia. But when I'm, I'm traveling, like I want to go experience the, the way that people live in the place that I'm living and meet them and talk to them and hear their stories and record podcasts with them. Um, but like in places like the Philippines and in Indonesia, the more I ask, you know, local people, people native to those places, like, does this bother you? Is this, is this, you know, not an Indonesian experience, not a Filipino experience? To like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, sometimes we go there too. Like, it's a place to get away and just relax. And if we want to eat that food and drink and party, like, that's what you do. So I get it. Uh, I get it more now. Um, it just wasn't for me. I did not stay there. And in fact, all the travelers I met in Pacifico where I stayed, which I'll talk about, they were all like, yeah, Luna's not for me, man. I, I want it quiet. Uh, I want to, to hang out with people that live here. So yeah, that, that was more my speed. In, there was one gym, uh, you know, I do go to gyms. I try to stay 
healthy while I'm traveling. And there was a gym in Luna. It was quite, quite a ways from Pacifico. Um, but I did go a couple times. And, and the main attraction to me in Luna is the boardwalk. So Cloud9 Boardwalk is a really cool boardwalk out into the water. It's three stories, and it overlooks one of the main surfing spots. And it's really, it's a really cool view, and it's beautiful. And it's cool for the sunset, too. Um, so that was like the main attraction to me, to go there, check out the boardwalk, um, and just sit and talk with your friend. And Kevin and I had some like introspective conversations there. And we just, just sit and watch the surfers. It's beautiful. It's great. And people are pretty quiet up there. Um, in the morning, there's really no one there. At, at night, it gets a little more crowded. Um, but to me, that was what's cool about Luna. But otherwise... Um, Hey man, like listen, if, if you want to go party and, and that that's the place. So if that's the thing you're trying to do, definitely go to Luna. The best place for me for sunsets was Santa Monica. Santa Monica is just, oh man, just after Allegria, I believe, in the north. It's like it's in the north, all the way in the north. And you can take boats there to a couple islands. The the island hopping that happens is really in the south off of Luna. That's Naked Island, and that's where you can pay to go island hopping. And it's like a full-day uh, tour of the three islands down there. But in the north, out of Santa Monica, there are boats that will take you to a couple islands. Did not do that, which I kind of regret now. But there's a wharf that goes all the way out into the water. And this was, hands down, the best spot for sunsets for me. Now, Jackson Groves wrote about a wharf. He didn't say where it was. This has to be what he was talking about. Um, because there's mangroves to the left of you, um, there's water like crashing up against the wharf, and just this glowing orb of a sunset coming down. Freaking beautiful, man. And there was nobody there. No one. Like there was no one sitting and watching. It was just me and Kev, again, talking, watching the sunset. Beautiful. Um, there's no lights anywhere. So, like, right after the sunset, you kind of got to book it back to where you are staying. Um, if you're on a bike, which, which is where, what you're doing, like, um, really beautiful, man. But to me, the coolest thing about Santa Monica was the kids. So now I want to say this, like, uh, I would wake up every morning and go for a run. So from Pacifico, I could run in two directions. One was through San Isidro, um, and one was the other way through like Bye Bye. Um, and I would run pretty far, like, eh. Oh, man, what was to the south of Isidro? Ah, Tim, what the hell? Um, I forget, but um, I would run through Isidro, I would, I would run through Bye Bye, and, you know, there weren't really people running. In fact, there was no one. Um, there was Sophia, hi, Sophia, from Calypso, where I stayed. Uh, she was running, but really just us. And so, like, you'd get a lot of people staring, but then you'd have people, you know, not staring rudely, but staring like, whoa, what's this guy doing? Um... And I would take off my shirt because it was just like soaking with sweat. But like kids would come out and say, hello, hi. And they would do this when you were on your motorbike too, just, just waving and joyful and yelling at you. And, and a couple kids when I was running would run with me. Like they would come running out and start running a little bit. It was so awesome, man. Like so friendly. Everyone in the Philippines was like, yeah, we're the friendliest country. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, it's just great. And like I would I would try to talk to a couple kids in like the really limited broken Filipino I was learning. Most Filipinos that I met spoke at least some English, which was really cool. Um but then, you know, like I don't want to be that guy like who can't speak anything like um but yeah, I m- met these kids. 
so awesome everywhere. But in Santa Monica, for whatever reason, like they were the best there. Um, so one day I was at the park, I was working out doing pull-ups on like a jungle gym and all these kids come rushing over and they're trying to do pull-ups. I'm like picking them up and holding them so that they don't fall off the jungle gym while doing pull-ups. Um, at the park there, like there's like a town square type of thing. And, um, there's all these kids, there's parents, uh, there's a place that sells, um, fish balls, like breaded and fried. And then that's, that's just balls of fish people. Stop it. Stop it. I know what you're thinking. Um, but then they also had the, which, what they called tempura, which was more just like, I think just like fried dough tempura. Um, so we got some of that and, and you get like a sweet and sour sauce. Ate some of that, hung out with kids. Like some kids are coming over, taking selfies with us. Um, so I'm probably on some people's Instagrams and stuff like that and Facebook accounts. Um, but yeah, like giving us fruit and then like we'd eat the fruit and then like, hey, can I take a selfie with you? All right, all right, sure. There was a bakery in town. Man, oh, Kevin, I should have asked you, what did we eat? Uh, Dolce de leche, maybe? No. Maybe. I don't know. These amazing coconut sort of cakes, right? Um, and so we bought like a whole bag full. And I was going to walk around and give some to the kids, but none of them wanted it. But then when I'm walking around and I would see like grandmas and, 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 and some older folks sitting around and... I would walk by with the bag and I'd say, do you want one? And at first he'd be like, no, no. And then I'd pull it out and be like, no, no, it's okay. Like I, I bought way too many. Like their faces would light up when they saw it. Um, not Dolce de Leche. Coco. Coco. Something Coco. Something de Coco. Oh, Tim. Something de Coco. Yeah, because it's coconut, obviously. Man, I'm an idiot. Um, but their faces would light up. And the best was there's this one woman with one tooth. And she's pointing to her one tooth and going like, yeah, yeah, I can eat that because it's soft. And her face just lit up. Um, so she took on and, was, and was, was gobbling it down. So awesome, man, Santa Monica. Uh, we walked through the houses and, and waved to people. There's this awesome game that the kids in Chargao play. Uh, I don't quite understand it. I asked one of the guests who will be featured on here later about it. And she's like, yeah, I used to play it, but I don't remember how to. But basically, all the kids pile their sandals into a pile in the middle. And there's kids on each side. And they try to run to the... So they're, all the sandals are like upside down. And they try to run to the middle and flip one sandal and run back while kids are just winging a sandal at their head. So there's one sandal that's like the it, like the, the ball, right? And kids are getting freaking pegged in the head, hit in the face, like knocked over. They're winging these sandals <laughs> at each other. It's awesome, man. So I'd sit and like watch the kids... And they would watch us and, and giggle and, oh, man, so much fun. Um, yeah. So, like, I recommend you just, like, take, take a bike into, into the towns you don't know and don't recognize. And I don't know. Like, to me, that's, again, it's just my preference, folks. I'm not trying to sound cool or anything. Like, it's just, to me, that's cooler than partying. Like, not cooler, but more, just better for me. Like, a, a better experience than, than, than partying and things like that. Um, all right, I'll talk about where I stayed. Um, uh, maybe I'll mention Dapa. I think I did briefly. Uh, so Dapa has the hospital. Uh, hopefully you don't have to go to it. It also has a pharmacy. I had to visit the pharmacy. Um, it's quite a haul. You can pay for a jeepney if it comes by. There were two in the morning. I think at like, what was it, 5 a.m. and 7 a.m., uh, which is quite early. 
Um, I hitchhiked. I just, you know, I, I put my thumb out. There was a guy driving a truck and he was taking some people to the airport. And he was like, listen, after the airport, I'm on my way to Luna, General Luna. Everyone calls GL. So maybe I'll call it that from now on. I'm on my way to GL. So I'm going to go through DAPA. DAPA. Uh, I'll drop you off. It's fine. So after he dropped off the people at the airport, we just talked. And he told me about his family and his kids, how he lives in, in, in Luna now, but he's from DAPA. And he married a Luna girl. He showed me his home. He took me to the pharmacy. And then he took me into Luna and, and dropped me off at a place because I had to use Wi-Fi. And there was no Wi-Fi at all in Pacifico, really. Um, so he dropped me off and, and I used some Wi-Fi in Luna. And just a really cool guy. Um, so, you know, you might find someone on a bike that'll take you if they're on their way. Give them a little bit of money if, if they're on a bike. And, um, you know, it's, it's like a tip, right? Um, but yeah, you can hitchhike. It's super safe there. So, okay. So I stayed in Pacifico and I stayed at Calypso, which is, it's really like a hostel. It wasn't dorm room style where, where it was shared. Um, but it was, you know, a whole bunch of rooms next to each other and then a shared, one shared shower and a shared bath or no, a couple, uh, three showers and, uh, one shared bathroom really. And then, you know, go downstairs, you could get, you could buy breakfast and lunch and there's a bar. The, the people that worked there were just absolutely freaking incredible, unbelievable, helpful, and friendly. And Kevin got super sick, and they're getting him these herbal remedies. I got pretty sick in an opposite way. <laughs> I'm not going to get into all the details, but um, like our bodies got real banged up. I got like coral jammed under my big toe, which it was bleeding. And they just they helped us out with a lot of stuff and just sweethearts. Uh, we, they had the Pacquiao fight on. Um, they, you know, they just, they helped us with everything. They were just, they were great. Um, so I want to shout out Grace and Litlit. Lit. Stay at Calypso, folks. A lot of places are, um, 500 a night there, right? Which is, um, which is, uh, 500 pesos, which is 10 US dollars. I think, yeah, I think I was paying nine, maybe nine or 10. Um, and they have great breakfast. Um, they're one of the few places that have a brewed coffee. Uh, a lot of places similar to where I am here in Lombok, you'll get the coffee, which is like the hot water over the grounds, which is good, um, but it's a little murky. I like a nice brewed coffee. <laughs> oh, man, like neurotic, right? Um, uh, but it's a comfort that I like, and they had a brewed coffee. Um, so Calypso is a great, 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 great place. They let me kept extending. Like when I was like, man, I haven't seen enough. I got to stay here. Even when they were like maxed, they, I don't know how they figured it out, but they figured out a way to let me extend. Um, beautiful, wonderful, wonderful people. Um, yeah. So in town, man, like these were the best people. So I'll, I want to shout out some folks. Um, someone will be on here for about five minutes. I was calling her Jane. Um, her name is uh, Melajean. Um, and she owns a place that's called LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. These are the names of her kids. Full name, LeBron James is one son, Dwayne Wade, other son. I told you, man, they love basketball in the Philippines. They love it, man. Um, <laughs> and she, she cooked the best curry hands freaking down on the island. Uh, she'll make you a chicken curry, a veggie curry. One day I was really, really sick. Um, and so her husband, who's this awesome guy, was like, hey, man, we can make you a soup. 
And so he sent a kid down to Secret Shop, which was the, the fruit and vegetable shop. It's literally called Secret Shop. I think it was Jen's Secret Shop. And he went and got some herbs, and she made me tingal, I think it's called, chicken soup with herbs. And it seriously made me feel better, even if it was a placebo. Hands down, Jane's got, like, the best curry. She has the cheapest breakfast at 100 pesos, right, two U.S. dollars, um, which was um, tapsilog, I think it's called, where you get rice and, like, a meat. Um, you know, I would always get chicken. I I'm really sorry, Philippines, but, again, like... Some of your, like, staples are just, I can't do. So, like, white rice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is tough for me, man. <laughs> There's not a lot of movement through the digestive system with so much rice. Um, but, like, a common breakfast is, like, is white rice and a hot dog or Spam. Maling Salag is, like, their, their version of Spam, which, you know, a luncheon meat. Or, uh, I said hot dog, or, sp or Spam. Um, ah... I kind of like spam, and and, and I can and I can do a hot dog, right? But just like every day, uh, tough, tough. But she had a really, really, really good um, rice and chicken. I want to shout out Patrick, Patricia. Um, I hope you're okay with me saying this, Patrick. But Patrick's transitioning, and he he would be the one cooking sometimes and um, kind of flirting with me. Patrick, you're hilarious, man. You're a great guy. Uh, sorry, you are. A great gal now, right? Um, Patricio. So, yeah, sometimes Patrick would cook. You're the best. Um, and other folks, like, from that family, so there's cousins and there. So there's Double D, uh, Dai Dai, Dee Dee, who's uh, an awesome chick. There's Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Uh, Leslie and um, Rodolin work at the taco shop in town. Um... Lolo's Tacos, which I believe is a French guy or an Australian guy that owns that place. Um, really freaking great tacos, man. And quesadillas. Oh, the quesadillas there are great. Uh, so Leslie and Rodolin work there. They're our friends now. Shout out to you guys. You are the best. Um, John John in town. So um, John's also, John John's also going to be on this podcast for about five minutes later in this episode. And... Um, Man, what a cool guy. So his name is Jenrix, and he is a surf instructor. Young guy, I think like 22. Everybody surfs. If you're from Pacifico, you surf. So you wake up in the morning and you surf. And so he took me out a few times, and we would go for two hours. My body was like destroyed after this because um, we would surf for a while, man, and it's, 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 it's tough. Like all these guys are just so lean, um, and... I wiped out once right on my ass on the coral, just like, ugh, gnarly. Um, so my, at the end of this, my body was just bruises everywhere, but I was so freaking happy, man. Listen, like, what is better than waking up, right? 7 a.m., you're surfing. 9 a.m., you're at um, LeBron James and Dwayne Reed eating some breakfast, having a mango shake, La laughing and talking with people, relaxing, and then like, hey, we're, maybe we'll take the bike and hang out with some kids, take the bike for another adventure. Is there a better way to live than that? Everyone friendly, everyone sharing drinks at night, roadside, sitting on a stool, joking around, laughing, making fun of each other, everyone making fun of us in Filipino, don't know what they say, um, real sarcastic, kind of dark sense of humor, Didi constantly ribbing us. Didi, come on, like totally shredding us. And, but it's just, it's lighthearted and I'm throwing it right back at them. 
beautiful, wonderful people who accepted us. It might sound cheesy to you, as all these episodes probably do, but we were becoming part of the family, man. And wake up in the morning, Tim, what you doing? How are you? And this is sort of the thing where it's it's actually kind of tough. Like you you go and I've I've really felt this over the last three years. Like you start to you create roots, man. The beginning of roots. And you form relationships with people. Sometimes friendships, sometimes romantic, sometimes just acquaintances. And then you're gone. You know, you you tear those roots out and you go. And I used to say to everyone, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. I promise I'm going to come back. And I've really tried to do that now with the people that I've promised that to. But you can't promise that to everybody because you won't be back. You know, there's so everywhere. You won't be back everywhere. There's so many amazing, beautiful places to see in the world. And that's the journey that I'm on right now. So, you know, everyone from Shargao has kept in touch with me and, and they're reaching out to me through Facebook Messenger and video and calls and, and I was, I want to come back and I hope I do. But I was, I was pretty good this time at saying like, hey guys, I'd love to come back, but I don't know. You know, I can't promise you that because I'm on a journey that's taking me around the world. Um, yeah, and... I think this is an important time maybe to bring this up. Um, you know, not to be like the PC guy or something, like that's really not me. Um, or maybe that's not even the word, but like there, there are aspects of travel where I think you kind of need to be conscious. Um, you know, I've seen people treat people really badly. It, just the other day on one of the Geelys, like there were these tourists, I think they were Indian guys, like not to say that, that has, their nationality has anything to do with their behavior, but they were treating the waiters like really shitty. And they're like, go get me water. I said I want the water quick. Go get it. It's like, come on, man. You, you're sitting here on the shore. Like, the guy's 18 years old. Everything is slow here because everything is cooked from scratch. Like, re-freaking-lax. Like, treat people with dignity and respect, you know? Um, I, I don't want to harp on anything negative, but I wanted to bring this up. Um... There was one night that we, it was our last night actually, and we were at Calypso where we were staying. So Lit Lit was watching some TV, tending the bar, and it's a family, like, like most places are. So there's, there's grandma, there's mom, there's cousin, so Lit Lit's the cousin. Um, grandma, Grace is grandma's um, uh, daughter. <laughs> and so Lit Lit's there, it's me and Kevin. Oh, oh, our friend Carlos, hey Carlos, Carlos, you are the best. Uh, from Spain. I hope you're listening. Um, Carlos runs a, um, a website and a media outlet that's sort of, and, and soon to be shop, that talks about sustainable products. So he's a really cool guy. And we were drinking, having some beers with Didi and Leslie and Rodolin. And this guy walks in, uh, older guy, Australian, drunk. Um, I'm not going to try to hide his identity. They said that he owns a bar by the Magapunko Pools. And right away, he started... I, I heard him say, hey, no money, no honey, right? And he said that to Litlit. Lit. Um, and Litlit, Lit, like, we loved and respected and has been through some really hard things that I'm not going to talk about, but has been through some real, real traumatic hardships. And we were, like, looking out for her. And so if you don't understand what that means, like... In places with prostitution, 
which Shargao does not have. Um, the And again, not to demonize it, uh, but prostitutes will say no money, no honey means like no money, you don't get me, right? And so when he said this a little bit, right away, like it sort of triggered like, hey man, like that's not who she is. That's not this type of place. Um, so he started talking to her about it and we could hear him. And he said to her, is there a room out back we could go to? And she was being super professional and respectful. And she's like, no, no. But me, Kevin, and Carlos, like immediately, like our guard went up and we were like, this is not cool. Um, it was it was really kind of amazing to see the three girls we were with from Chargao were like, hey guys, relax. Like, it's going to be okay. Don't, don't freak out. Um, but I went over to stand by the bar for a second and like ordered a beer just to get another one, just to like check out Lit, Lit and see if she's okay. And the guy says to me, hey buddy, are you behaving yourself? So I'm like, yeah, I'm behaving myself. And he's like, well, that's no fun. So I, I said, I'm, whatever, man. Like I said, hey, you know, this is not that type of place. Like these are a family. Like we, just like, oh man, relax. It's just chill, just chill. And then I hear him say, I go back to the seat and he says to Lit Lit, like, oh, what's that guy's problem? But then at one point he said to Lit Lit something to the effect of, don't piss me off. I own a place here. I know who owns your place. Don't piss me off. And at this point, me, Kevin, and Carlos were ready to put this guy in the dirt. So Carlos says, Lit Lit, come sit with us. And then the Filipino girl is like, uh, our crew starts making fun of him and yelling stuff at him. And, and, and then he left. We like chased him out. But like, hey, man, what the hell is your freaking problem? Like he, he had said something to the effect of like, I have money. Oh, great. Like you are the type of person that put like, I, I, you know, I'm a white male traveler, man, from the States. Like, you know, some people will look at me a certain type of way. And it's because of people like you. People are not disposable. Like, yeah, I know he lives there now, I'm sure. Like, but, you know, you're still an outsider who has entered other people's lives and you can't come and go as you please and do what you want to people. So guy, fuck you. Again, not to like make this a negative podcast, man, but uh, stuff like that bothers me. Um, I'll end, I'll end the, the Pacifico note on this. Um, on, on Sundays, no, 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 no. On Saturdays, Sunday's church day. On, on Saturday nights, there's this disco karaoke place in Bye Bye, and everybody goes there to have a party. Everyone from Pacifico, San Isidro, everybody, younger, older, everyone. So we went there and it is hot, man, but there's songs playing and you're dancing with our friends and we're having a good time and we're drinking beers. I'm eating uh, nagaraya, which is these amazing like peanut things with MSG that made Kevin's feet swell up to like these fat footballs, which was, <laughs> sorry, Kev, but, um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're drinking and, and eating nagaraya and um just partying and having a good time and like everyone's just hey how you doing arms on shoulders and it's, it's beautiful man like there was a beautiful moment coming back where you know it's pitch black people are kind of tipsy we're all leaving on motorbikes kevin's driving i'm on the back of the bike um and our whole crew is riding and again these are motorbikes right and vespas and things like that they're not motorcycles it's 
I don't think I'm like sons of anarchy here. I'm not like some cool guy. But like, you notice like a couple people fall back and Dee Dee speeds ahead. And the first thing I'm thinking is like, oh, she's racing us. But then it's like, no, no, they're looking out for you, man. Like she speeds ahead so that like you can see the lights of her vehicle. You know, she, she, she knows if there's potholes or anything ahead, you can follow her. There's people behind us if anything happens to us. And it's like, oh, they care about us. They're looking out for us. Like we are part of something here. We are part of a clan. We're part of a family. And it was really freaking hard to leave that, man. It was hard to leave that. Um, but my time in Chargao and specifically in Pacifico was, was beautiful. I loved it. I think you should go there. You should meet people. You should spend your money in Pacifico. There's plenty of other places to eat than the places that I mentioned. There's all the local places. Um, check it out, man. It's a freaking cool, 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 cool place. You know, everything kind of shuts down at 8, all the kitchens at 8 o'clock. Um, and people are in bed around 9 if you're not, like, in GL partying. Like, you, you're in bed early. The, the, the roosters are crowing and the chickens are going at, you know, 5 in the morning. Um, so that's when I was waking up. I was waking up 5, 6, going for runs. And, you know, that's when people are up and... It's cool, man. It's, it's, it's great. Um, okay. So there's a couple of people that I wanted to feature on here. Um, they're only about five minutes each. Now, I'll say this. Uh, it, it was a little bit tough with the language barrier. Um, the best thing to kind of do that I've learned is, is to talk kind of monosyllabic and like in, in just individual words that are pretty common. And this is anywhere. Um, my Indonesian is getting really good now, thanks to Chitra, who will be on the next episode. But it's best not to use complicated sentences and things like that. And when I was talking to folks, like, I know that. Like, I know to do that. But I was such an idiot that I was thinking, like, podcast listeners are going to need to hear my full thought. And so I was asking these complicated sentences, and I was kind of flopping. Um, you know, like, I go there, or I eat this, or, yeah, you do that, or... That's okay. Like it, it sounds like real simple, but those are ways that people can communicate, right? Um, here in, you know, like here in uh, in in Lombok, I can say saya makan ayam. Like I, I eat the chicken, right? I'll I'll eat the chicken, and it tra it really it translates like I eat chicken, um, but people understand it, and like I can I don't know a lot and. It was a little bit of a rant to say that I should have done a better job of talking in a more simple manner to the folks that I had on. So these quick conversations can be a little bit awkward. I apologize to actually my guests for that. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy these. Uh, pretty special to me. So the first person you will hear is Jolina, Jolina Uriarte. She's only 18, man, and she is a badass. She is a, a pro surfer. Uh, what did we say? She got second or third place in all of the Philippines in competition. Right after I left, actually, they messaged me to say, hey, she was just accepted into a competition in Japan. She's in high school, man. She has not finished her senior year yet. And I just, like, I want to see amazing things happen for her. I want to see her, like, you know, in, in surf magazines and things like that. And I see it happening. 
the second person you'll hear is John John, John Ricks Alaba. Just a cool dude, man, like a cool surfer guy, good looking. Everyone loves him, super personable. I would love to see him start up like, you know, a, a business page because he, he rents out his services as, as an instructor in the mornings. Um, so yeah, uh, John John. And I'm going to link to everybody's Facebook. If you want to like reach out to them, that would be really, really cool. Um, and then, so Melijin, who, uh, Ibanez, who has who who's the the owner and who runs the shop? Um, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> uh, you can I, I call her Shane uh, Shane. Blah, I call her Jane um, throughout the episode, and I called her Jane uh, throughout the conversation, and I called her Jane when we were um, just hanging out and eating there and everything. So yeah, Jane. So this is. First five minutes, and I'm gonna have these run back to back to back, so I'm not gonna, you know, um, I'm not going to interrupt them. So Jolina, right after that is Jonrix, and then Melajean or Jane. Um, yeah, and then it's just then the the episode's just gonna end, folks. So I want to say that if you can support the podcast at all, that would be awesome. I'm gonna keep putting out episodes while I travel, sort of indefinitely here. Uh, you can support it on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the voyages of Tim Vetter. Um, I can send you some stuff. I've got stickers. I can make you a shirt. I can send you a postcard from a place that I'm at as a thank you. Um, if you can't, hey, I just really love people listening. I, I love people reaching out to me. I want to meet more of you, fellow listeners. Um, so yeah, otherwise, I'll say goodbye now to you. And I'll say, as always, take care of each other and enjoy these three quick conversations. Bye-bye. Let's start with your name. My name is Julina. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Julina what? <laughs> Julina Oyati. Okay. How old are you, Julina? 18. You're 18? Yeah. Okay. So, don't cover. How, how old were you when you learned how to surf? Uh, I'm 10 years old. When you were 10? Yeah. Who taught you? Just myself only. Really? Yeah. So I saw that when I was with John John the other day, that there are some, some small kids out there teaching themselves. That's amazing. Yeah. So what I've heard is that you won a pretty big competition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was here in Pacifico? And uh, La Union and also Balera and La Nusa. Really? Yeah. Wow. So um, what... Like, what is your level, your ranking? Are you in, like, the expert group? I'm second place in Philippines. Second place? Yeah. And you are... So, so John John was telling me that, like, there's rankings. Like, there's beginner. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so you are, like, the top. Yeah, the top of girls. Yeah. Yeah. Second place in all of the Philippines. Yeah, pro. Whoa, that's amazing. Yeah. So, okay... So does that mean that then you can go uh, like other places like uh, Hawaii or, yeah, or California? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was thinking also that one. When did you when did you win? Well, or when did you get second place? Um in September. Really? So yeah. so almost a year ago maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So this that's really exciting. Have you um have you had any opportunities for like a like a sponsorship, like companies or anything like that? Like Yeah. Really? Yeah. I have also a sponsor. No way. Yeah. Who, who's your sponsor? Um Loklandrian. Is it uh clothing? Uh, it's a Filipino, half Filipino, half American like that. Um what is what what is like the product that they Ah, uh, PCT, Philippine Store Competition. Okay. Wow, well, that is really exciting. Um, when is the next competition that you're in? I think in Cloud9. Really? It's coming September, I think so. September, uh, Cloud9, I think, like that. Yeah. Color. Wow. Man, I wish I was still here for that. <laughs> um, one thing I've been asking a lot of people is, it seems like a lot of people who live in Pacifico always want to live in Pacifico. Mm. So do you think, you're still quite young, do you think that you will always live here in Chargao and in Pacifico? Yeah. Yeah? How yeah. come? Home. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> I like it here. It was good people here. It was really good. It's nice. Yeah. The people here is friendship like that. Yeah. If you're good, people here it's good also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my experience here too. Yeah. Um, you've been t interviewed before, you were saying? Yeah, with my friend. Yeah, for the Philippines. For like the news. Ah, uh, no. I'm just watching for the TV only. But I'm not news. Just oh. only like for you. Oh, for I see, me. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe you, soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, well, I think so. I mean, that's. That's really big. Second place in the Philippines, right? They're surfing all over the Philippines. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, because I'm only here to going to compete. In Pacifico? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you surf every day? No, because I have school sometimes Saturday, Sunday, like that. Uh, are you still in high school or are you in university? Yeah, I'm in high school. Whoa. And so are you are you competing against like older women as well? Yeah, twenty plus like that. Really? Yeah. Get to the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you plan to go to university? Yeah. Yeah, I have to also. I've had plan in my life. Yeah. So surf and university. Yeah. Wow. What do you want to go to university for? Uh, for police. Like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I want to Whoa. be a police. That's really right good. Right here? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's awesome. Um, there, there's a little girl in town. Who, you, do you have a younger sister? Yeah. Okay. You have two or one? Uh, I have two sisters. Okay. One of them is very young, right? Yeah. Okay. So maybe you can answer this. The other day, I was by the basketball court. Okay. And they were, I think your sister was part of this group of kids playing a game with flip-flops. Ah, the flip-flops, yeah. What is that? Can, can you explain that game to me? Like, how does that work? Do you know? The flip-flops? Yeah, yeah. I were forgot also because it was last year. Yeah? But Did you? now I can't. No? Yeah. I saw kids in Santa Monica playing it also. 
the flip flops. Yeah. I forgot also because last year I was playing like that also when I was kid, but now yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm busy for surfing. In okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna plug your Facebook account yeah. so that people can follow you if they want to. Yeah. And then keep in touch with me. Okay. So that you can let me know like when competitions and things like that are coming up. Okay. And, and, and we can talk about it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Jolina. You're welcome. Okay, brother. Hello. Hello. So what's your name? John Ricks. <coughs> and people call you John John. Yeah, John John. My, but the, my true name is John Ricks. And that's the thing here where, you know, like I've met Lit Lit, John John, there's a lot of uh, like double names. Like I'd be Tim Tim, no? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John John. Um, so you're born in Shargao? Yeah, I born here in Pacifico. In yeah. Pacifico? Yeah. Do you think you'll stay in Pacifico your whole life? Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. So, okay. So I was asking um, Jane this before. So um, I'm from New York, right? If you were going to be talking to a New Yorker, right? Yeah. And they said, describe life in Pacifico. Mm. How would you answer that? What is life like for you in Pacifico? The life in Pacifico? Yeah. Like surfing and basketball. You know? Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Relaxed. If you want to like swim, you like swim. If you want to surf, you know. How old were you when you first learned how to surf? You know, I am starting like surf like 16. Oh, really? Yeah. I start like 16 and then, but now I'm 22. Like every day, every day. Sometimes I'm surf, but good waves, I'm surf. I'm like, I like bigger, you know, <laughs> not really big. Who taught you how to surf? Adan. Who taught you how to surf? Me, I on my own. On your own? Yeah. Really? I, I surf on my own. Wow. But... Uh, I'm start like, but no board, only like wood. Oh, like how to like push yourself up and yeah, really. Yeah, only wood is not so board. Wow. Because you know, in in like 2012, 2011, no one come faithful here like tourists. No, only no one. But yeah, so oh man, that hammering's gonna get picked up. I'm, I'm curious about that. How was life different for you before there were tourists? Yeah, it's like, it's different because now it's lots of tourists. And then, uh, you know, it's, they have, uh, I teach my students, they have money, but last, last no tourists, let you know, over lots of work. So if there weren't tourists, <laughs> yeah. what do you think you would be doing to make money? Like, what would your job be? Like, it's a student, you know, like... But if... But, oh, so, like, local students, yeah, maybe? Yeah, mm. yeah. I guess maybe I should have said that you are... You're uh, now a surfing trainer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was an instructor. Instructor, yes. Yeah. And here on the island, in most places, you have to be pretty good at surfing to be able to surf here, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really... It's, it's rocky. There's no, a lot of breaks? No, no, no rock, no. Not in Pacifico? No, no, not in Pacifico. Okay. Only in General Luna. In General Luna, yeah. yeah. Do you ever surf down there? Yeah, they have been surfing down in General Luna, but it's very crowded. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Um, would you maybe, though, 
have more business and more students if you did teach down there? In in Ginalona? Yeah. Yeah. The but, but you don't want to go down yeah, there? Yeah, I don't want to go there because, you know, it's... You know, I'm served there in last last week. I visited my friend. I'm served, but very crowded. You know, many lots of people. I catch the wave. Hey, you know, like... Oh. Yeah. So I was talking to Jane about this, but I see uh, development, like the hammering right now. <laughs> they're, they're building a resort, right? Um, they're, they're making the road bigger uh, so that there's there's two lanes on each side. Do you think Pacifico could ever become as crowded as General Luna? No, there is not. It's not really crowded. Right, but but like maybe in a year or two years. Yeah. Do you yeah, think it will be? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe like 2021. It's like maybe it's coming crowded there. Oh no, man. <laughs> I hope no. Yeah. Hope no, because you know, because in Girona very noisy. You know, it's a. Yeah, it's very. Very relaxed here. It's easy to walk around at night yeah. and to, to yeah. not have to worry about getting run over. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever want to um, travel outside of Shargao? Yeah, yeah. I travel in Surigao. Yeah. Butuan, yeah. How about would you ever want to travel outside of the Philippines? No. <laughs> no? Wow. No, I'm man. scared. Yeah, how come? Yeah, I'm scared. Because, you know... Last year, I have my friend in Fulan. He said for me, Jan Jan, come with me in Fulan. But I said, no, I'm scared. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's very far. Like, so. Yeah, so, so one thing I'm excited about is, um, at least what I've been told, on Saturday nights here in Pacifico and Bye Bye, yeah. uh, there's a big party. Yeah, it's, they have a big party in Bye Bye. And so Let's, everyone from the two towns shows up? Yeah. All people in village go there and bye bye. And there's music. Yeah, it's nice music. What they want, like reggae, you know? It's yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious about uh, about basketball, too. Like, basketball seems yeah. like a really big deal here. Yeah. But my, I love basketball. I, I love uh, Stephen Curry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And how do you watch the games, like the NBA games? Is yeah. it on TV? Yeah, some TV, like BTV, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. But I love, I love play, I love the, I love groups like uh, Golden State. Yeah, yeah. And you? I'm from New York, man. So <laughs> I like the Knicks, <laughs> but they've sucked for a long time. <laughs> they haven't been good. Um, is there? So I've noticed that, like when I was in uh, Cebu. Yeah. Um, there's games on TV, and I saw that 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 big fight right with uh, Gilas Filipinas. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there a a team like a national team from Shergao? Yeah. There's a team from here. Yeah. From really? Manila. From Manila. From Manila. Yeah. From Manila. Okay. So there's no team like from this island. No, no, no. Okay. Um, Manila. Are there any like local games that you get to go to or anything or no? Yeah, there have been any local game in 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 Shergao. Okay. In Shergao, yeah. There have been. Basketball in... Like young kids, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Are you going to watch the Pacquiao fight on Sunday? Yeah, be, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. watch, yeah, I watch. Where are you going to watch that? In Tapsian. Yeah. You know, the LeBron James, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where, where I just came from. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go over there then and watch. Watch Manny Pacquiao and Matiti? Matiti? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw, too, I was in Santa Monica the other day, and I saw a big poster for, I think, on July 25th. 15, yeah. Yeah, but on July 25th, there's going to be like local, like young kids here, no? Fight a uh, boxing match. In, in Alegria? Uh, yeah, by like uh, Santa Monica. So. Uh, Santa Monica, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, do, do, do you watch boxing at all? Or no, no. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about well, except for Pacquiao because he's a yeah. national guy. Yeah, he's a eight division world champion. Yeah, um, you get to meet um, a lot of people from around the world, right? You yeah. get to meet a lot of tourists here. Yeah, how's that? Good. Do you you enjoy that? Yeah. So you get to make a lot of friends from around the world. Yeah. Lots of prints in the tourist me. Yeah. So what we'll do is you have um, a Facebook or social media or something? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I have my Facebook. Okay, so yeah. what we'll do for, for people who are listening is we'll put a little link up so uh, so that they can find you on here. Yeah, I have my Facebook if you want to uh, like make like John Rick's Alaba. Awesome. Yeah, we'll put that up there. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Thanks, John John. Yeah. Thank cool. you, Tintin. <laughs> okay. So what is your name? My name is Melgin Ibanez Hinobis ah, Ibanez. I'm going to call you Jane for this, yeah, if that's for okay. Yeah, for the short, just call me Jane. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jane. Um, so first of all, I wanted to ask you something. So your place here is called LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, that's the na- the real name of my two sons. So you guys are big basketball fans. Yeah, for Leveron James. Yeah, so I've noticed that all over the Philippines, but especially here in Chargao. Why do you think folks here are so into basketball? When I go in Is that too hard of a question? Um. We can come back to it. We can come back to it if it's too. If it's too much. Proceed. Proceed. Okay. Next. Okay. Let's start a little easier. Who taught you how to cook? Yeah. Who taught you to cook? Just, just me. You taught yourself. Yeah. Really. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to cook? Um, Not even for customers. What is your favorite thing to cook for loved ones, for family? Yeah, chicken adobo. Chicken adobo. And beef mushroom. Beef mushroom. Yeah. Your curry is very good. Yeah, the curry also. Were you born here in Chagao? Yes, sir. In Pacifico? Yeah. Okay. So, how do you feel about... Um, how things are kind of being built up and tourism is growing. Uh, is that good for Shargao? Is that good for the culture? Yeah, it's good. I have a question, though, because I look at something like, um, like General Luna, which is very crowded, and it reminds me a lot of um, some of the time that I spent in Bali. Mm-hmm. where I feel like I'm around like Westerners and tourists and a lot of Australians and I didn't really get to see Balinese culture. So I wonder if the more things get built up like that, if some of the Filipino and Shargao culture mm-hmm. gets pushed aside a little bit. Do you think that that's accurate? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe this coming three or more years, you know? In three more years. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like GL, this place. Yeah. Do you think that's bad? Um, I don't know, but for me, because I want, I want also many customers here for my 
you know? Yeah, of course. For, for some of those places, though, in GL, um, are the people, the people that are making money are sometimes, like, people that aren't from the, from the Philippines, right? Like, so, like, some of those places are partially owned by Australians or, or Chinese investments and things like that. Oh, but it's, it's different, GL, and here. Yeah. Yeah, it's big different. Here, it's, it's quiet, and the, the management for the barangay here, it's not like in GL. That's why I think, no. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Because I, I like this a lot better than GL. Yeah. But there's, there's still not a whole lot of places to stay up here. Mm. But you think that's going to change, you said? No. You don't think that's going to change in Pacifico? No. But I thought you meant that it was going to be built up here yeah, in but, three years. Uh-uh. Do you think it'll still be relaxed? Yeah. Yeah? Well, I hope so. I want to so. say, if, if there's... It's still progress. If the, the barangay progress, it's still like this. I want like this. The, yeah. It's still like this, not like in GL. Yeah, nice and relaxed. Mm-hmm. Nice, relaxed, and then you walk alone, no worries. Yeah, not crowded. Oh, not crowded, yeah. Yeah. I noticed, too, that a lot of people from Shargao and a lot of people from Pacifico, they grow up here and they stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that's going to change at all? Like, so now, like I see kids with, with tablets and TV and things like that. Do you think that the more that people see of other places... Um, they're going to want to to maybe leave Chargao and then move overseas? May not pick one. No. No? You no. think people will stay? Mm-hmm. You too, Grace? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, that's good to hear too. Yeah. Um, for somebody, from somebody that's from overseas, right? So, like, I'm from New York, you know that. Um, how would you describe life in Pacifico to a New Yorker? Can I describe? Describe him, please. The Pacifico place is is very very quiet. All people here is so nice, so kind, and approachable. People, you know. Yeah, approachable. Yeah, friendly. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So, I also want to plug your place. So yeah, we are in Pacifico. Do you have a Facebook or anything like that that I could link people to? Yeah, I have. I have uh, Melgin. I know. Alpano ba? I write. Yeah. So what we'll do is there's Melgin Hinobis Ibanez. Okay. What Just I'll do is I'll put a link so that people who are listening can can easily find it. This one. For listeners, we're writing right now. My name will reverse, just backward, right? Okay. Backward back, like this, uh, E-N-I-G. And so while you're writing, we're going to say that I think L-M. that you have M. the best breakfast in Pacifico yeah. for a great value, and I think that people should come check this place out. This one, my, my Facebook okay. Awesome. Account. Great. So I'll link to this so that people can find it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jane. Thank you so much. Cool.